Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now in the studio, local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 16th show. We are hopping into Easter Sunday. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch the show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on any of my upcoming events, please go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If if you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or more importantly to connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And my lineup for today's show, I will be having a panel conversation with both of my guests, Eunicea Perret of the Empowered Financial Planner and Eileen Bira of Memory Books by Eileen. I'll also have a conversation with Eunicea Fractional Investments and followed conversation with Eileen, The Power of Memory Books. Also, if you're watching the show on my Facebook premiere or YouTube channel, I would like to take this opportunity to introduce you to my producer over at Hubbard Radio, Benny. Hi there, Tina, and I hope you have an excellent Easter. Oh my gosh, you're so <laughs> funny. It's so easy. You're, he's the one that gave me the idea of <laughs> hopping into Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and I also would like to introduce and give a shout out to my marketing director, Becky. Hi, Tina, and I was going to say you're an excellent boss. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. Well, I could not do it without uh, the both of them. There's a lot of work behind the scenes to put this show together and to get it out to you uh, for listening to the show. So thank you, Benny and Becky, for everything that you do. Greatly appreciated. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on any topics discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now let's start out today's show as I do each week with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. Don't let the media mislead you or bring you down. Watching for the MBA numbers to come out on mortgage applications, I could not believe what came out of the mouths of Diane Olick and Becky Quick as they went through the numbers and tried to terrify potential first-time homebuyers by telling them that the rate that first-time buyers will pay for a mortgage is 7%. No joke. 
This is exactly what they said. Why they would say this and why they are so misformed, I just want to know where they got their information from. It's hard to imagine, but this is what is coming out of the mouths of the media, not this media platform, but other media platforms. I would like to set the record straight. If you're listening and you are a first-time home buyer, there is no special rate that you have to pay. There is no penalty for first-time home buyers. Not disclosing interest rates today because it's depending on a lot of different factors, uh, but average interest rate nationally has been around 5, 5.375, not 7% first-time home buyers. And then they came out teasing all of their, the listeners for the long part of the morning as it was a long wait to hear what they were going to say next. And then they said, dramatic downward revision in mortgage origination for 2022 from MBA. Now the report showed that they only went down from 2.61 trillion to 2.58 trillion, not exactly dramatic downward. There was also an article written by Diana Olick on CNBC citing that according to Redfin, 12% of homes for sale had a price drop last month, insinuating that we are heading towards a bubble. For comparison, this figure was 9% a year ago. Are we starting to see some of the froth come out of the markets? Of course, but even last year when we had one of the hottest housing markets on record, 9% the listings dropped their prices. So we are seeing a slight increase from that level. Also within the article was a mention that listings are up 8% from a year ago, which will lead to more supply and decline in home values. Now it's important to note that listings decline over the past four weeks on an annual basis. And this is typical increase that we see every single year going into the spring and home buying season. In fact, last year inventory rose 10% between March and April. And every year prior, we saw a big increase during that same period of time. Inventory levels are still near record lows. With all of the negative talk in the media, Google shirts results, a house, the housing bubble is on the rise in how many people are putting, putting that into Google search. Of course, rates have moved up and it, it will impact on the marginal with affordability to impact on supply and with supply and demand, but will that cause a housing bubble or rather will we just see a slowing pace of appreciation? I believe that instead of seeing a 20% appreciation like we did in 2021, we will see a more modest to mid to high appreciation levels, which is still extremely meaningful for wealth creation. Let's just say that you see appreciation of 5%. And I think that this is very low and very conservative, but let's go ahead and use that. If you were looking at a home for 500,000, you would need to save $25,000 in one year just to keep up. Now, this doesn't even factor in the most likely higher interest rates. If rates only went up to 6%, with a 20% down payment, your monthly payment would increase $250 a month, and this would drop your buying power by 55,000. That means instead of being able to purchase a home for 500,000, if you waited, then that same payment would purchase you a $445,000 home. All right, initial job claims, which measures individuals filing for unemployment benefits for the first time increased 18,000 to 185,000, coming off the lowest reading since 1968. Continue claims, which are those that continue to receive benefits after an initial claim decreased 
increased 48,000 to 1.475 million. The story here remains the same. Employers are holding onto the workers and firing less, and labor market is extremely tight. On the inflation front, the producer price index, which measures inflation on the wholesale level, rose 1.4% in March, which was the hot, hotter than expectations of 1.1. On a year-over-year basis, the index rose from 10.3% to 11.2%, which is the highest level recorded since they changed their methodology in 2010. The core PPI, which strips out food and energy prices, rose 1% in March, which was double expectations. The year-over-year -year figures increased from 8.7% to 9.2%. The CRB, Food Price Index, just closed at the highest, which is important because it makes up approximately 17% of consumer spending in development economies and to 40% in some countries in Africa. Now, additionally, things may be get worse in Ukraine has been planting uh, 20 to 30% less crops, crops due to the conflict, which is a huge amount, and this will lead to lesser harvests in the summer, fall, and add to the pricing pressures. Now, if things couldn't get any worse, 23 million chickens had to be put down due to the bird flu, which will likely contribute to higher poultry prices in the coming months. If you have gone out to eat lately, you have seen increases on that the costs are being passed on. Now, the rise in food prices will likely cause a larger disparity between headline and core inflation. On the outlook of the economy, the component dropped 14 points to a negative 49%, which is the lowest level since the beginning of the survey in 1973. This is another indicator that we may be heading towards a recession. This week, the March chaos freight data came out showing that the freight volume slowed from 3.6% year over year in February to 0.6%. Shipments went up almost 3%, but cast freight says that it's 100 basis point below the normal season, season pattern. As all of the goods in the U.S. have traveled along some type of freight, the slowdown in the early side of potential turning point has been another early recession indicator in the past. One third to one half of people in the U.S. that have bank accounts in Bank of America, they recently reported showing that consumer credit card spending is up 33% from 2020, 2019, which kind coincides with other report that showed that unpaid credit card debt was much higher than the last quarter. People are racking up the debt and we'll see how, the, how this is going to play out and impact the economy moving forward. Tina Mitchell here, and that is your Money Chat. Coming up next to the Money Hour, a panel conversation with my two guests, Eunicia Perret of Empowered Financial Planner and Eileen Vera of Memory Books by Eileen right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Are you overwhelmed by all the photos tucked in boxes, drawers, and envelopes, not to mention on jump drives, the cloud, or even your phone? Well, Eileen can create professional quality photo books or scrapbooks for you or she can help you get inspired organized and creative for yourself with her traditional and digital products and events for more information or to book a free consult with eileen go to memorybooksbyeileen.com that's memorybooksbyeileen.com share the stories that matter most bringing good vibes to the puget sound and the world alternative talk 1150 you're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. 
You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 16th show and Easter weekend. The great gift of Easter is hope. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch my show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. And I am Tina Mitchell, your host and local mortgage expert. It is a great day to talk about money. And that is what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or to connect you with the two guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show panel conversation with Eunicia Perret of the Empowered Financial Planner and Eileen Vieira of Memory Books by Eileen right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Welcome to the show, both of you. It's a pleasure to be here, Dina. Yeah, excited to have you. And Eileen, it's great to have you back on the show. Thank you, Tina. I'm excited to be here today. Thank you. And a little bit about both of my guests. Eunicia is an accomplished financer expert and business owner with over 15 years of experience in the financial service industries. Her passion is to work with individuals that want to optimize their wealth and are looking to take control of their money, minimize tax expenses exposure and motivated to seek the answers that financial service industries is holding back. She believes that every person should have a holistic, customized financial roadmap that fits their specific goals, needs, and desires for short-term gains and long-term wealth. Eunicia is a strong believer that those that seek for more than for more money and wealth creation efforts deserve to know the unfair advantages that many financial advisors hold back from their clients. And we're going to talk about more of that when I get into my individual interview uh, there. So uh, a little bit about Eileen. Eileen is the founder and chief creation officer of her company, Memory Books by Eileen, located in South Bellevue. She is a professional memory book maker who also sells supplies and hosts events for people who want to create their own memory books. She has been preserving her own memories for over 40 years and has been in the industry for 20 years. Eileen has worked in many fields since graduating from Santa Clara University with two degrees and a credential from banking and teaching. She and her husband, Tony, have been married for 31 years and have a 21-year-old son, Ben. She has lived in Bellevue, Washington for 18 years and likes traveling, wine tasting, playing board, uh, card games, and attending MLB basketball games. Her key to success. What was that, Eileen? Baseball. Oh, baseball. That's what yeah. I meant to say. Yeah. You can tell okay. I'm, I'm really into sports. <laughs> That's okay. Her, oh, her key to success are passion, patience, and perseverance. Uh, very excited to introduce both of you to my listeners and for them to get to know you a little bit better as we get into our panel conversation. So each week I have different questions for the panel, except for question one, because I think it's a great way, uh, again, for my listeners to get to know you. So first question is, what life experiences brought you into your line of work? So Eunicia, let's go ahead and start with you. 
Absolutely. Thanks, Tina. So as far as life experiences, I've, uh, as you mentioned earlier, I've always been in the financial realm in some shape or form. Uh, for most of the individuals that know me, I've been at the intersection of finance as the organization uh, within large uh, Fortune 500 companies, as well as finance as the industry. Um, what has brought me to where I'm at today and to how we're helping clients today maximize more of their wealth and keep more in their bottom line um, was really a journey that was based and it was founded in my own experiences uh, when my husband and I were starting to ask the tough questions as to uh, why is it that we had that feeling, that sinking feeling that money was being left to chance and that perhaps we're not as optimized as we could have been, especially for someone someone that had been in the realms of multi-multi uh, six-figure income uh, earners and just being in a situation where money should have never been an issue. But as we know, the more uh, that our income grows, the more that our spending habits grow as well. And so without realizing that and realizing that we have different options when it comes to how our money grows, of course, we leave money to chance. And so. That's kind of how uh, we got to, I got to starting to really dive in and asking the tough questions to identify what are the blind spots that we as individuals have, as consumers have, and most importantly, um, when we're thinking about our money, that perhaps we don't know that they even exist, this yeah. blind spots that are. And thank you for uh, for that. And this is why I love asking this question is because anybody that's successful in business, there's a why behind. There's a connection to something that has happened to you personally that's brought you into your line of work. And uh, no difference for sure with Eileen. I know Eileen uh, very well in what she does and her passion behind what she does. But I'm going to let her answer this question, of course. So Eileen, let's talk about your life experience and what, what, what brought you into your line of work of helping people put their memory together and preserve them. Thanks, Tina. Uh, well, my why is different than what life experience brought me into this line of work. So the life experience that brought me into this line of work was motherhood. And I uh, adopted our son in 2000 and was taking a lot of pictures. And um, I went to a store to learn how to scrapbook these wonderful pictures, and I was so overwhelmed. And then I went to a creative memories party where I learned how to quickly and easily put photos into books. And I learned I could have my own business doing that as well. And so it was a home-based business, which was perfect for me as a stay-at-home mom. And then I could use my business brain. I could be creative and constructive and and putting the pictures together. It was a social gathering and I hosted events that people could do this and then I could help other people do it too. Yeah. And once I did that, um, then I delved into the why. Why is it that I wanna do this kind of work? And what I realized is um, it was all because I lost my mom at, mom at age 10. I lost my mom at age 10 and we didn't have very many pictures. So I cherished pictures tremendously and they became so important to me. And the fact about helping people tell their stories with pictures and preserve their pictures became a very clear is why I was doing this work. 
So yeah, I just, I love that, Eileen. It, it, uh, I get goosebumps every time, um, you know, I'm in a space that I get to hear uh, and I, I know what it is and I've heard it many times and I still get to that, uh, to that place. So thank you so much for sharing that with my listeners, uh, Eileen. Uh, Eunicia, who is your ideal client? Our ideal client or any really any individual that or any family or business owner that truly want to take their finances to the next level. That being said, however, what we found in years and years and hundreds of clients that we work with is that while everybody could and should benefit from uh, from understanding the the keys that frankly the financial services industry is not disclosing and those same keys that the wealthy use it's truly a subset of the population that actually is in a situation or are in a position where they're willing and able to take matters into their own hands to see those benefits of optimizing wealth. Um, you were talking about wealth creation earlier, right? And it's so, so important. And so in terms of who our typical clients are, the uh, primarily we work with high net worth individuals as well as high income earners, individuals and families and or business owners that typically are gonna be above 150 to 200,000 not because we're excluding anybody um, out of the equation, but because we found that it really takes a mindset, a mindset shift and the ability to dive into that in order to really be willing to do the hard work and to make the tough decisions that are required to see the big success financially on the other end. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Eileen, how about you? Who is your ideal client? Well, I have two types of ideal clients because I have two types of business. I have a done for you business where I make memory books for people who don't have time or interest to make them themselves. And then I have a DIY group, a do-it-yourself group of people who do have the time and interest to make their own books, but they need supplies and help and events. And I help them with all those things with my in-studio inventory, and my online inventory and my Zoom and hybrid in-person prop events and workshops and classes. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, Eunicia, what is your one, if you listed what your top key to success, what would that be? Tenacity. And I, I say tenacity because it's not something that I myself have come up with. It's something that I've heard. It's a word that I've heard from many of my clients and from many of my mentors throughout the years. Um, and I think it's very, very important um, for anyone to really be able to um, continue to push through, right? When when life gives us um, breadcrumbs or it gives us lemons, how do we make lemonade out of that? Uh, because what I found is that on whether it's on a personal note or on a business um, Um, note as well. It's those events, it's those things in our life that actually, if we get past them and we hold fast and we steadfast and we move strong uh, on the other side is the big, are the biggest successes that we would not be able to identify or experience if we didn't uh, push forward. So that's kind of my, my little secret to success. Yeah. So if you're listening to the show and you're looking at the glass half empty, empty, just know that you can always fill up that glass and you just need to have that, that fighting spirit, uh, for sure. Eileen, how about for you? What would you, uh, one thing you'd credit to your, uh, success? Uh, I would say a passion. It's a passion for what I do. Uh, I love taking big boxes of photos and sorting them and organizing them into a a meaningful story that can be uh, placed in a book 
traditionally taped in or or professionally digitally produced. So it's a passion, a love for what I do. It's a love for um, for helping people and uh, seeing the look on people's faces when they get these these books that have our tribute to them and their memories. So. Yeah, I'm I'm in a, a group with Eileen, and so we've connected at a really high level. And uh, when she shares stories uh, of these books and the real people she put them together for, literally everybody is in tears. And when you hear somebody else is sharing what Eileen's book has done for them, they're in tears. I just I just love what you do, Eileen, and uh, it makes such a difference in in people's lives. Not just I just talked with uh, Vance. Uh, and he said, you know, he was like, I had no idea the experience and what this experience was going to be like in providing what you needed because he had you make his book. So he wasn't making it, but it was the preparation to get you the photos and that experience alone. So you, what you do, it allows people to have some, some space and some forced time to think about who is important to them and what memories are important to them. Uh, all right, so uh, we have less than a minute uh, in the show. So I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave our last panel conversation and we're just gonna get right into the interview, uh, individual interviews because I don't wanna cut any time out of there uh, for you. So coming up next to the Money Hour, Fractual Investments, Unicia Perret of the Empowered Financial Planner right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 16th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere, or my show on the show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on any of my upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I'm here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And now back in virtual studio, Unicia, Perrette of the Empowered Financial Planner, Fractional Investments is what we're talking about right here on 1150 AM at KKNW. So Unicia, let's go ahead and start out with um, why don't business owners know more about where their money is going or how they can use it to achieve uh, you know, what, they, what they want when it comes to keeping more of what they earn? Why are not more business owners 
in tune to that? There are a few different things, Tina, that come to mind. I would say that one of the big, big um, reasons why they're not in tune is because oftentimes as business owners, um, individuals are, are busy. They have so much writing on their plates every day. There's so much going on with the business. And oftentimes the last thing that they want to do is to sit down to try to understand what potentially could they be missing out on when it comes to financial planning, when it comes to wealth optimization, when it comes to tax minimal, minimization. And so because each and every one of those topics can be so overwhelming, oftentimes it's easier to just put it off. And so when we put things off, one of the big things that happens is that and money ends up being left on the table. So we won't call it procrastination, but don't put things off. Don't, don't procrastinate. We will call it afterwards. Uh, don't, don't, uh, push things off to, to tomorrow, to next month, to the next year, because what happens when you do that, it's not a pretty story. Um, one of the other reasons why individuals don't really understand what's happening with their finances is because historically, they perhaps did not have a solid financial team to work with. They might have a CPA, they might even work with a financial planner or both. They might have a, uh, a tax person possibly, um, or a bookkeeper or an attorney or all of the above. But what we are seeing with just about everybody that comes across um, and, and becomes a client is that in most cases, those individuals, even if they have the siloed relationships, those relationships never really come together to where they foster conversations that ultimately end up putting more money back into the client's pocket. And so part a big part of what we do is uh, a lot of my clients will tell you we are great at herding cats. We literally focus on making sure that our clients' financial teams talk together. They talk so that our clients ultimately have the benefit and can experience the benefit of how do we truly minimize taxes when it comes to uh, figuring out where money is leaking out? How do we optimize the way that wealth is, is being built by not taking, leaving money to chance? And then last but not least, how do we really focus on those um, streams of income and maximizing those streams of income? Because if we are able to put put all of those pieces of, of that beautiful puzzle together, we end up seeing more results and more financial impact, bigger financial impact yeah. to our bottom line. Yeah, we're going to talk about more about that today because it's so surprising. Um, uh, you have all of these experts in these different uh, spaces, which you need, and they're not communicating, which can be devastating to your financial outcome. Again, we're going to talk more about that. But so uh, what's happening when a client's team is not actively working together towards their client's goals? So what what kind of disaster could that be? <laughs> Well, if we were to think, let's let's think from a taxes perspective, uh, just for a moment. Oftentimes, and I'll, I'll preface that by saying, oftentimes people will uh, ask us, new clients or prospects will ask us, well, why are we talking about taxes? Well, because most people don't want to either talk about taxes or that's an area that's not really openly being discussed. What we're seeing is that in especially, and I don't want to single out in high income um, earners because this can happen at, at all levels of income, but generally what we're seeing is that individuals can leave as much as 30 to 50 percent um, more in taxes than perhaps they're paying more, more that much more in taxes than perhaps they they should or they could why 
there are a lot of different reasons, but one of the big ones is that people don't really understand that the tax code was not written for the W-2 employee. Yeah. And it was not written to uh, to just file taxes. The tax code was written in such a way where due diligence and planning is critical, but that due diligence and that planning doesn't happen. I would say that 99.99% of individuals that that we see even if they have this idea of we're doing tax planning that tax planning is more of a revision of what was done last year versus how can we truly optimize and use the tax code to our advantage and when i say taxes i want everybody to understand i am not a proponent of tax evasion not at all that's very different from minimizing our tax exposure and so when it comes to taxes that's one area the other big part the other big component from a financial team standpoint is how money gets invested and now we're talking about your financial team in terms of financial advisor in terms of your insurance individuals in terms of every mortgage brokers uh, uh bankers how do we bring all that together you're you're a specialist in mortgages i can't tell you how many times we work with clients that did not know that by simply knowing the tips and the tricks of refinancing a mortgage that they could free up cash that they could focus more on their wealth creation efforts that they could really truly add to their bottom line and so that's one sliver of what what we're looking at in terms of how does that financial team come together. And then last but not least, when it comes to um, the financial team, oftentimes the financial services industry is not focused on how do we maximize income in our future years, in our retirement years. Everybody's just focused on the today and now because that's where money's being made. Well, that's wonderful. But when you're looking at someone that's 50, 60 years old, 70 years old, and that planning was never really done with the, uh, with the lens and through the lens of focusing on those beautiful retirement years or for most people, the years when we want to no longer work for money, we want the money to service us, um, not having the right individuals and the right uh, people on that bus, right, on their financial bus, talking to each other. Again, you can see even here so many different points of disconnect that oftentimes happen, and they happen, unfortunately, every single day, and yeah. clients and people don't really realize. And what's worse is they don't know how to corral all of that knowledge so that it benefits them. Yeah, you need to plan for today, you need to plan for tomorrow, and you need to plan for your future. And if you, uh, if, you, if somebody were to ask you right now, will you continue working where you're working and know you're never going to get an increase in pay, you would absolutely say no. Well, people are setting themselves up that when they get into retirement, they're not going to ever receive an in increase in pay. So you have to understand just as Nisha is saying here is how do we uh, make sure that your income, you're going to have the income, the income going, is going to be increasing based on uh, to keep up with inflation and, you know, everything that's happening. Uh, so absolutely. And, and you'd mentioned the mortgage, which is, you know, important because this is just one example uh, in what your mortgage options are, you know, not having to come in with a large down payment instead of leaving it in your investments that are going to compound and have a, a, a stronger growth over time than having it stuck in your real estate. So again, that's an example of what uh, Unisha is saying is you need both experts, the mortgage and the financial advisor or the CPA and the financial uh, uh, planner. So Unisha, what are financial, why are financial teams not strategically at the highest level coming together and working, working as a team? 
That's a great question. Um, I, I would say that one of the main reasons is the way that the industries, it's really multiple industries can bubble together, right? Conjoined, that need to be conjoined together that aren't really communicating with each other. Um, there's no incentive for a mortgage broker or a banker to be talking to a financial advisor that's sitting outside of the that specific bank's uh, banks. Um, uh, uh, walls, right? Um, or likewise, to be talking to a CPA or perhaps a bookkeeper or whoever prepares the taxes because there are no incentives there. Yes, there are specific tangential um, alignments, right, that should happen between your tax preparer and possibly your mortgage broker, but do those really happen? And do those do those strategic planning discussions actually take place? Let's look at an example, um, a business owner, right? as business owners, because of deductions and everything else that happens, how many times, Tina, did you see taxes coming across done haphazardly in such a way where the client is, is looking at, maybe I'm going to be able to buy next year, or maybe we need to have a two-year plan. Well, what if those discussions were happening earlier on? What would the results be? And the results are, you're going to see a huge reduction in your taxes. You're going to see a huge um, optimization in terms of your cost and a, a huge opportunity to really take the money that you are working for and take, take the results of it growing to the next level. Yes. Yeah. So Anisha, what is the uh, top three things that business owners should do to overcome uh, lost time? Well, first and foremost, they really need to focus on um, taking that step, taking that step and asking a lot of questions. And oftentimes people will say, well, where do I start with the questions? And my guidance is start whatever your questions, whatever questions that come to mind, ask them. Um, number one, if you don't have someone to ask them of, jot them down, make sure that they're documented so that when you do have the right individuals or you know that, okay, I'm, I'm talking to an individual that I can ask good questions of, feel free to, you, you're going to have them and then you, you can be more prepared. The second part is start thinking about who is sitting on your team. Are those people, do you see those, the individuals that you're working with bringing you fresh ideas every single year to say, hey, we could be doing a little bit better here. We could be doing a little bit better there. We could minimize your risk here or, or up your, your, um, your growth over there. What are the fresh ideas that you're getting? If you're not getting those fresh ideas, start asking yourself the question of who should be changed out and how how do we need to get that team working together and then the other thing that i would say is don't shy away from paying money in order to go fast dean graziosi one of one of uh, our mentors has always said it takes money to go fast you have to pay to go fast and oftentimes one of the things that i see especially with business owners is we're looking at a small quadrant we're looking at, at at that little bit or a lot of the money that's coming in and we're always so focused on just the cash flow that oftentimes we're paralyzing the business and we're paralyzing our financial growth because we don't want to invest in ourselves we don't want to invest in our businesses and more importantly we don't want to invest in our those strategic partners that can actually make all the difference when it comes to our money. Yeah, great advice. So what are the implications associated with business owners trusting someone else to singly handle and manage their wealth, oftentimes without any input from them as a business owner? Oftentimes, it can be as much as hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And we have cases over cases because of the pool of and the type of clients that we work with, where we might see on, in one specific transaction, a, a potential loss of accumulation in tune of 700, 800, 900, 
$1,000 over a period of, of X number of years. And that's in one instance, that's one case, that's one example for one client. That's without taxes added on top of it. That's without optimizing our future income. And so when you start looking at everything, all, all out, um, it could it could be very, very impactful. It could make the difference between being super, super comfortable in retirement and scraping the bottom and trying to keep up with inflation. Yeah, big, big difference. So what are some immediate steps uh, business owners can take to have a sense of power over how they grow their wealth? One of the big things that we see as individuals are unsure of, of what exactly is happening with their money to begin with. And that was actually one of your first questions. So one of the easiest ways to start to just start the exercise of starting to get a handle of what on what is happening in their financial house is doc, start documenting where is your money and how is it servicing you. And that's where I would invite um, our listeners if they want to connect with us, we would be more than happy to help them think through what are some of those specifics to their situation where they can go more in depth, but start documenting your accounts and start asking for each one of those accounts and for each one of the, the areas where money is sitting in for you, how is that money supposed to be serving you? How is it serving you? And how do you want it to serve you down the road? And then once you have that, you'll have the sense of, okay, I'm probably not doing as bad as I thought I was. Yeah. Yonisia, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, it was really great to have a conversation with you and to share uh, the obvious wealth that you have uh, with my listeners and look forward to having you come back in studio, uh, hopefully in the future. It was my pleasure, Tina. I look forward to that as well. Thank you. Coming up next to the Money Hour, the power of memory books, Eileen Vieira of Memory Books by Eileen right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Are you overwhelmed by all the photos tucked in boxes, drawers, and envelopes, not to mention on jump drives, the cloud, or even your phone? Well, Eileen can create professional quality photo books or scrapbooks for you. Or she can help you get inspired, organized, and creative for yourself with her traditional and digital products and events. For more information or to book a free consult with Eileen, go to memorybooksbyeileen.com. That's memorybooksbyeileen.com. Share the stories that matter most. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, April 16th show and Easter weekend. Easter is the rare beauty of life. So I hope you enjoy it this weekend. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch my show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on my upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. Uh, now in studio, Eileen Vera of Memory Books by Eileen, the power of memory books right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Eileen, thank you again so much for coming back in studio. It's always a pleasure to have a conversation with you. Thank you for having me again, Tina. So Eileen, can you share why memory books are so powerful? Yes, sure. Um, memory books generate nostalgia uh, and those are the thoughts and feelings that come with uh, remembering certain situations and that helps with our mental health and our feelings of belonging 
So when we, um, when we review our memories and think of our memories, we are reminded of the, the meaningful memories and relationships that we have with people, and that's really powerful. And then when people give us memory books of, um, of ourselves or uh, tribute books uh, to, to ourselves, to our you know, people we love, that that is a super powerful way of showing that we honor and care about someone. And that's where the tears come a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. as I was uh, talking with Eileen uh, earlier about that. And yeah, just if you're listening to the show right now, just think about that last time that something reminded you of, uh, of a special memory and it, you get those goosebumps and it brings on the tear to jo- tears of joy. Only if you embrace that moment, a lot of people as they let that moment pass and then they get right back to whatever they are thinking about in business. Well, this experience of uh, putting together uh, a memory book, it allows you that time to continue that process and experience that for a long period of time, uh, which definitely has a huge beneficial uh, uh, for you. So Eileen, what do you mean by memory books? So uh, I created this idea of of memory books because um, uh, I do photo books for people. You know, a lot of people are familiar with photo books. They're uh, the coffee table bound books like this, you know, that people can, can, um, can, use to store their memories and store their their um important travels and that kind of thing and then oh i guess we can't see it in here but scrapbooks are a different type of memory book that where you can add pages you can tape in pictures this can also be digitally done so it's a little bit bulkier but it can hold um mementos and cards and maps and all kinds of other things that you want to remember um, and and um, and keep so that so there's scrapbooks there's photo books and then there's digitally designed scrapbooks so there's three kinds of memory books three different options and uh digital on on top of that so eileen can you uh clarify uh that you're making them or your clients are making them how do they make the decision Sure. Well, um, I have both types of clients. So I have done for you services for people that I will take their traditional photos or digital photos and make books for them. And those are for people who don't have the interest or the time to make them themselves. So uh, I do that. That's Memory Books by Eileen. That's how I founded that part of the business. And then before that, I was working with people through another company called Creative Memories, where people wanted to design their own. They wanted to DIY it, right? Do it themselves. And then with those people, I provide supplies in my studio or online, and I provide space and events and workshops online and in person to give people uh, designated creative time. So I do both. Yes. Yeah. So they get to, they get to choose uh, uh, what works best for them. So what memory book themes are you seeing that most people are requesting? What I'm seeing the last couple of years, especially is a lot of milestone birthday mm-hmm. books or milestone anniversary books. Um, I thought I'd see more travel and wedding books, but I'm not seeing that. I'm also seeing a lot of parents come to me with um 
with 18 or 21 years of photos from their children. Yeah. And they're like, what do I do with this? And my son, you know, my son or daughter's graduating from high school or college and I want to give them all of their memories. And so I call that a taught to teen book. And I have been doing a lot of those and they make great graduation gifts and they make yeah. really special Christmas gifts too. You know, uh, I remember quite a few years ago, uh, but my uh, sister-in-law, she has two daughters and I think they're like two years apart from each other, but both of them, I've uh, got a memory book uh, from when they were a baby up to, and both of those girls and everybody that was there at those both two separate occasions, a couple of years in between were just like so emotional. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal to, uh, to be able to have that the first time experience and then be able to go back to it over and over again. So Eileen, mm -hmm. how can you help people who uh, want to make their own memory books? So and you're doing the supplies and you're providing the space and the events around that, uh, correct? Yes, yes. So um, on my website, Memory Books by Eileen, uh -huh. um, I have a shop section and people, can, those are online stores. One is um, traditional and one's digital. So traditional is through my Creative Memories link and uh, digital is through my Forever link. And Forever is a place that's like drop block, Dropbox and Shutterfly uh, meshed together. And so those are either, so I have supplies in all of those areas that I can help people, people with um, through links there. And then, um, I can also teach people how to use a software called Artisan. It's like Photoshop, but a lot easier. And then, um, and people can make their own custom photo books using that, that, yeah. um, that software. Okay. So uh, can you share a little bit more about your uh, events that you host? Because I, I uh, know that those are, uh, those are, are popular and really bring again, creating that space for people. So can you share a little bit more about those? Sure, sure. Um, I do hybrid crafting events. Now, since uh, the pandemic hit, I learned all about Zoom and fell in love with Zoom. And I also have a studio here um, in person. So I do, I call those hybrid uh, crafting workshops. And um, I do them weekly. I do them every Tuesday, every Friday, uh, one Saturday a month. And then I take people on retreat. Um, so share, share about the retreats. Sure, sure. I do biannual retreats uh -huh. um, up in Monroe. So I'm in South Bellevue. So that's like a half an hour, 45 minutes away, north of here. And um, I know a lady who has these craft houses. They're, so they're set up for crafting. There's beds, kitchens, and tables <gasps> for crafting. Why haven't I heard about this? Oh my gosh. You, you. Oh my God, I'm, I'm in. You would love, yes, you would love it. You would love it. So, um, and my people love it too. And it was a little tricky during the pandemic, but um, I had to cancel one in the spring of 2020, obviously, because yeah. the whole world got canceled. But then in the fall of 2020, I just had half the number of people. So we spread it, we spread out, we masked, and we were able to get crafting done. And my, the ladies were so thrilled because they'd been locked up with it, with their families yeah. for nine months. And they were like, let me out of here and let me be creative and be around other people. And as long as they still love them and they want to put the memories together, right? Yes, <laughs> yes definitely. But, uh, but so it includes, um, uh, two nights stay, six meals made for you wow. and, uh, just fun, fun people. And, um, and cr creative time, just designated time to be creative and yeah. have fun. And I, I teach how to do 
some page layouts and so when is um, your next one eileen when's the next retreat my next one is september 23rd through the 25th and it's uh -huh. full already it's wow. full already tina but so i'm already booking for uh spring of next year i got a bigger place i yeah. even got an option for an additional day and i'm starting to book that one so it's march uh 10th 9th 10th 11th 12th Okay. So Thursday, it could be Friday through Sunday or Thursday through Sunday. I'm Since just, I'm the host of the money hour and I'm your friend, I need to make sure I get into that one. Yes, you do. Yeah, yes. That is that is awesome, Eileen. I mean, um, you know, you just seeing your passion for what you're doing and the difference that you're making in people's lives and really uh, storing their memories and again, bringing in that connection to the process of uh, putting them together themselves or gathering that is just really a special thing. And I, I feel I feel blessed to be a part of you and to watch the growth of your business uh, as well. So Eileen, do you, um, so in the event you're doing your personal uh, personal classes, and again, you've, you're, you're gonna keep options for that uh, virtually and uh, options for in-person, right? So you're gonna keep that yes. vir virtual aspect part of it? Yes, I yeah. definitely am because I've picked up some clients in uh, California and Nebraska and New Jersey and Tennessee and Michigan. So, um, so I, and they don't want me to stop. So, yeah. and I love Zoom. I do enough Zoom that it's fun for me, but not so much that I'm Zoom weary. So, yeah, so, Zoom yes. weary, love it. Yes. Zoom weary, not Zoom weary. It works yeah. for me. And um, so, so much so that I started, um, uh, some new classes this year of um, and you were my inspiration for that too. Oh, thank you. Doing your classes, your eight minute, uh, your eight week burn, and your success team classes. You've helped me develop my business and be more efficient and effective at what I'm doing. Anyway, um, so I did. I decided to host some quarterly classes, just some basic photo organizing and um, some basic scrapbooking 101 for, for people who are interested in just the very beginnings of photo yeah. organizing, right, for themselves. And then I started uh, hosting some monthly classes. Uh -huh. And these are for my D DIY people, my people who want to do it themselves. Yeah. And um, I taught uh, three classes on speedy scrapbooking um, using that designer where you just uh -huh. drag and drop. And then um, that was my first quarter. My second quarter, I'm going to teach speedy photo books. So people like maybe they don't want to hire me to do a photo book, but I can show yeah. them a couple tips and tricks to do their own. Yeah. And then uh, quarter three, I'm going to talk about using that um, special scrapbooking software called Artisan, that, which uh -huh. is like Photoshop, but it's easier. So I'm going to do three classes on that. And then in quarter four, I'm going to teach people how to do make cards and make photo gifts online. So, I love it, Eileen. And I, you know, I was going to uh, ask you, we've got a couple minutes left here. I've got one more question uh, to ask you, but um, I was going to ask you about, you know, just to share about your business growth. And, and I mean, it's, it's been amazing. And it's because you're getting all of these consistencies and these events and in different places, you're building this community of scrapbookers and all areas that they might want to do that. And um, it's, it's a beautiful thing. All right. Before uh, we wrap up the show, I want to ask you one other question. How has memory book making helped you personally? Well, I find it very therapeutic. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's creative and then it's nostalgic and then it's just very therapeutic. When I look at these memories, especially when I'm doing books of people who passed, you can't really see yeah. this one, but um, it's of my dad 
And um, I, because I look at the pictures, they make me laugh. I look at the pictures, they make me cry and laugh and cry and laugh and cry. And then I create this beautiful book at the end and it's a place to go visit my per my person who I've lost. So incredibly therapeutic. So it's helped me that way. And then obviously it's, um, it's helped me um, uh, with um, making more money for my family. So yes, exactly. And, it, and it's helped you to be a big, you know, that you have such an impact in people's lives, every individual uh, that you bring into your community, and it, it works for them, and they engage in it, um, you're making a big difference. So thank, thank you. you. I, yeah. I love that I get to do that. Yeah. Well, that is the end of the show. I have to wrap up for the day and say goodbye to both of my guests. But if you would like to connect with either of my guests on the show uh, that we're here today, please call the show at one 855 411 or you can go online to the uh, Tina Mitchell, your host and local mortgage expert. Uh, having to say goodbye to my listeners. And I want to say thank you to both of you uh, for coming into the show. Thank you for having me. Likewise, Tina, it was a pleasure being here with you and your listeners as well. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. More importantly, make it a special Easter Sunday. And I look forward to talking more money with you next weekend, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145. 420 is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.